Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Unlike scoring, defense never quits. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. How's it going, guys? That's Kevin. What's up, y'all? A few house cleaning issues to uh, go through here. Tommy has returned, our prodigal son, from his honeymoon. You guys didn't really miss him, but, you know, we did. And then Kevin, uh, we recorded a day late. You want to explain yourself? Um, you know, I had a little bit too much fun uh, at, at the uh, at a, an establishment that, you know, serves libations. So, um I kind of bailed. My bad, guys. All right. I always get worried that when something goes wrong, you guys feel like you're blame. I get the blame because I deleted an entire episode one time. <laughs> so I always so like, you rightfully get the blame. Yeah. I was, so I clear it up. I always try to clear it up for the fans out there. Tommy, what is our topic today? Well, this is a continuation from the previous topic. We're talking about the the best coaches in the Mighty Ducks uh, universe. That is correct. Part two. Part one was last episode, episode 37. We went through uh, three categories of our five categories in evaluating coaches. Uh, player development, roster selection, and preparation. And the standards I gave out at the end of last episode were wrong. Did not do math right. So, right now, after three categories, Stanson and Riley are tied at the top with ten points. And then we have Coach Wilson with nine and then Orion and Bombay are tied at the bottom with eight. So we move on. In Two-point difference, though, from fifth to first. That's that's correct. Coming down, it's crunch time right now. Next category, likability. You know, how much do the players like the coach? Maybe not at the time, but, you know, after. How much do they feel a kinship to him? You look at Bombay, he was kind of... The guy, everyone loves him, even though he walked out on the Eden Hall. So, he's got to be high, right? Yeah, Bombay is definitely, uh, I think, amongst the top for likability. I mean, there's there's times, of course, when they don't like him. In D2, they call him Captain Blood. I don't know what genius came up with that. He loses his way a lot. You know, he's not very consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's not likable in the be- to, in, yeah. to begin with. So, I actually wouldn't put him very high. I, I don't mean, know. Granted, and, but also, you... We don't get to see a whole lot of the other coaches. It's kind of hard to compare that. Like, I'm sure they have the same kind of peaks and valleys, too. I mean, not like Bombay did with this sh- getting all big-headed and stuff. But Yeah, the valleys are an interesting point because we have even argued, or I have even argued, that Bombay was doing it for the wrong reasons. So you wonder if maybe the kids figure that out eventually and like oh maybe he wasn't doing this like maybe he was just trying to get with Charlie's mom things like that uh alright one thing I want to point to is in D2 after like basically in the end when they get their last practice and they just go like to skate around with a beach ball and him and Stanson are doing like the three post thing and he goes down 
and the ducks immediately go to pick him up. It's like, that's our leader. We have to go, like, let's, you know, help him. So they're essentially, like, fawning over him. Even, you know, Portman, who's, you know, hard-ass, is like, you know, that's my coach. But would they have done the same thing a week earlier? Or how whatever the time frame for that tournament was? But, like, whenever he was being an asshole, like, would they still have done that if that had happened Well, then? see, that's the thing. We're, we're talking about, like, overall likability. When Bombay, like, yeah, he, like, kind of lost his way for a moment. But when he's, like, on his game, he's, I think he's the most likable. Now, how much do you put in the factor of him, you know, losing his way for a couple of weeks? I mean, I think you have to factor that in. You have to factor it in, but I don't think it's as big a deal as, you know, like, dropping him way down or anything. I think he's still in the top two or so. All right. Well, we'll figure it out. Coach Riley. I mean, he kind of brainwashes these kids. They're all about, uh, it's not worth winning if you can't win big. They seem to want to stay on the team when he threatens to cut them all. But he's an asshole. So how do you rectify those two? Wait, okay, so this category is likability? Likeability. How much do the yeah, players like Yeah, not necessarily like respect. Or are yeah, we, we're yeah I, I'm kind of putting that in there. Okay. Maybe because, okay. yeah, because, I mean, he's kind of the coach where, you know, if you hate your coach, you don't have enough time to hate each other or whatever that mm-hmm. mantra is. Like, so, I mean, he's effective, obviously. I don't know. I can't see. If we're going on mostly likability here, he's got to be near the bottom. Like, his players have to. Uh, well, I don't know. Well, they, they like do winning, feel loyal. Though. Yeah, they f- and they do feel loyal to that program but that might be a construct of the program more so than the coach but i don't know i think that one's kind of tough but i I think he'd be near the bottom because i don't think most of his players actually like it very much yeah especially in way back when gordon is a kid and he misses the penalty shot remember right before he's like you're not just letting me down you're the whole team down and it's hard (laughs) it's hard to like someone when they say that to you yeah well i mean he bombay harbored you know i don't know if ill will is the right word there but for you know, his entire adult life toward the man, basically. But he still did have, like, a weird... He, he I guess he, like, seeking his approval all the time. Which, I, that's kind of a different... I guess because he's such an asshole, he never got his approval. So, that kind of goes hand in hand, I guess. And when Bombay first started coaching, he did kind of want to be the next Jack Riley. That's all he knew, though. Exactly, exactly. So, it's more of a brainwashing than, like, a loyalty thing. So is he better or worse than Bob Bay right now? But, uh, wait, likeability. Is he like higher or lower? Lower. Lower. Yeah, he's lower. less likable. Yeah, yes, definitely. Correct. Because remember, Correct. We're, we're giving <laughs> I mean, points away. Is subjective. Like, <laughs> the points are away. If you're in first place, you get five points. Correct. More than three, than two, than one. Just so everyone remembers. Yeah, because Kevin, you were quite confused I, the last time when you talked about this. I, I don't remember. <laughs> Right. We're talking about the Mighty Ducks today. <laughs> All right. Uh, Wolf the Dentist dancing. That's tough because I think, like Kevin said earlier, you don't really see too much of him. Yeah. Um, I, for him, I think you would kind of have to go more into like the psyche of like Icelandic people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, do they revere and respect like people that are just ruthless? You know, because if they do, then he's an incredibly likable guy, you know, for them as players, because he's like this, he's the alpha male, you know, and they respect that and they like that about him. It's true. But, I mean, the big strike against him is Gunner basically turns on him right at the end. Yeah. So, uh, now that might be Gunner, you know, revisionist history there. He loses the game, then he turns on, on Stanson. We don't know if he would 
do the same thing if he didn't. But he does turn on him. That happened. And it's, so, if you listen to the words, it's you lost it for yourself. And that's obviously talking all about like previous you know things that came across. It's not just you lost it for yourself because I missed the shot. It's like you you gotta imagine stuff had had been happening and clearly they weren't prepared for USA and Yeah. They don't they didn't respect his decisions, I guess. Yeah, we talked about in episode two on the Iceland about that Russia game and they lost the Russia game. It was only in the newspaper, but that was kind of the beginning of the rift between Wolf the Dentist and Gunnar Stahl. Alright, so Wolf better or worse than Bombay. Higher or lower? Lower. Well, yeah, yeah, I think he's got to be lower than Bombay, but I don't know about Riley. I I think he's higher than Riley. Think he's higher than Riley. Yeah, mm, yeah no, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll bring okay. I'll bring up one thing. It's is he's like the national team coach, and so all the kids are probably stoked to be there. Mm-hmm. It's like so I it's like oh I love this coach. He played in the NHL. He's I feel like he's kind of like a revered character. Yeah, that's kind of what. And so they they like him. Automatically, where a guy like Riley is, they know he's an asshole, but they they know they're gonna win. So, yeah. and um, it's kind of hard to base this because you, you like only have Gunnar Stahl. Like you have no idea how the other players really feel about him, but the, they could still love him. That's true. But on the Hawks, you have McGill who went down with them, but you also have Larson who turned right away. Yeah. So you have a, you have fifty fifty there. And then you don't know anybody else. Yeah, McGill's in it, like, question anything. He's like, hey, go hurt your best friend. <laughs> he's just, yes, sir, right away. Yeah, McGill's going down with the team there. But McGill, he's in prison right now. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what, what's the verdict there? You say lower than Riley? Wolf? Uh, higher. Than higher? Riley. Yeah. Tommy? That's tough. I, I say Bombay, Stanson, and Riley. I got you. I think uh, I think I might agree with that one, unless you have a convincing argument. Otherwise, Mike. No, I think <laughs> I think the McGill. I do not. <laughs> I think Larson and Gunnar Starr kind of cancel each other out. So maybe you could make an ar- argument that Riley had McGill at least. But like you said, we don't know about the Iceland. They seem like they were going down with them, so that's fine. I think Wolf. We can put Wolf at him now. We move on. D3. Orion. He comes in. He, he threatens to leave if his kids leave. He, he, um, you know, he's got their back. He goes to bat for the Ducks. And I think that puts him almost at the top. You know, I think he might be number one. And yeah, I mean, yeah, the only, the only, like, argument against that would be, like, how they hate him in the beginning. But that also is a construct of how, like, Bombay coached them. And they're, they're, like, such great success. That they're pretty big-headed whenever mm-hmm. they come in. You know, they don't come in with a very open mind, basically, is what I'm getting at. So, I think he catches the brunt of, like, their success more than anything else in terms of, like, the hatred that they had for him in the beginning. Yeah, and I guess, like, Bombay, like like Kevin said earlier, he kind of has the peaks and valleys, but he's definitely very likable when he is, like, at the top. But, um, you know, Coach Orion... He doesn't change. Yeah. He's like yeah. the same tough customer at the beginning as he at the end. It's just the kids, they got their heads out of their asses, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, Ryan would have, like, gone about them for them, like, the minute he met them, as opposed, like, in addition to at the end when we did see it. That's something I hadn't really thought of. They really were dicks at the beginning of that oh, movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, Charlie's like, oh, you can call me Charlie. <laughs> it's like, what's the matter with you, son? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone was just talking back to the coach and everything. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, Orion better than Bombay? 
Yes. All right. We're all in agreement there. So he's at the top right now. Uh, and then we move on to Wilson, who we don't really know that much about, but it seems like he has created a similar type of vibe as Riley and Wolf, where the varsity is tight and they stick together, even though they're kind of assholes too. Yeah, and I guess the players like him because, you know, there's a lot of hazing that goes on, and you know he's got to know about it. Mm-hmm. And so I bet you he kind of gives them, like, a speech like, look, don't take it too far. Like, they probably like... Uh, he might be a guy that's like, you know... Or maybe he encourages yeah, them or something. Yeah, you know. And so I bet you, like, the players who play for him like him, but obviously the JV hates him. And so... Well, maybe they just hate the players because they don't really seem to know Wilson. Yeah. He's tough to uh, tough to kind of peg here, and yeah, and like I mean, we really don't get to see a whole lot of him other than you know snippets here and there as far as like coaching style and stuff goes. So I think I don't know. I think that one's kind of unfair to try to to rank him, but but we'll we do have it anyway. to. Yeah, <laughs> he only has a couple of lines really. One of them is I think Guy gets hurt in D three during like the last game, and he goes, "Hey, that's hockey." Yeah, it's like yeah, but. You know, it's still one of like your future players whose risk could be really fucked up for the rest of his career. Okay, but do you take into account that the Ducks will come up through that system and they will not like him, at least at the beginning? Is that a factor we have to... I, I don't think it should be a factor. Because, I mean, because we, we kind of look at them as separate entities, the varsity and the Ducks. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I don't think it's really fair to take into account how the Ducks feel about the varsity coach at this point. All right. All right, that's my thought. I, I almost think we should put him just like dead in the middle. Yeah, number yeah. three. Yeah. So All right. Like the way I put it is, you know, Orion, Bombay, Wilson, the dentist, and then Coach Riley. All right. That's just any any so disagreements. No, that's what I had. Yeah. All right. So moving on, we go to tactics. A lot of thoughts on this. You look at Bombay. We've spoke about this before. He has some unorthodox moves, but they do seem to work out. I mean, the flying V alone is like <laughs> one of the greatest innovations ever. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, it's good. I guess it goes back to the whole peaks and valleys things. Like, he's got the flying V, but then, of course, he decided not to scout Iceland for the first game for whatever reason. And he's got, like, these crazy things, and Kevin's always said it's, you know, it's just extremely lucky, which is, is true, but it works. He, okay, I don't, really, I don't really know how to rank him yet because, like, he's one of those, like, he's like a, he's a golfer that, you know, hits three terrible shots and one brilliant one and still, you know, makes par, to steal a phrase from Legend of Bagger Vance. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? So, he has... He's a really bad coach, but he is brilliant for little stretches or little bursts, and that kind of equalizes the terrible decisions or or non-actions that he doesn't take. Or Does that make sense? Kind of. Like not scouting or yeah. something. Yeah. Else. I mean, just like on the ice, he does draw plays that result in goals. Like Especially in D. He be drawing up plays every time. Like- chance he gets then yeah every time we see him drop a play they score <laughs> exactly it never like it almost didn't work at the end against the huskies but fulton went back and saved him uh now the the whole keenan thompson deal or russ tyler deal 
where he got, <laughs> my bad, where he becomes a goalie was very risky, and I'm pretty sure it's illegal, but it worked. So, yeah, I don't really know how to uh, adjust him because he is a, like, he's poorly, he's a bad coach. He puts out, like, he has, he's got, like, carp out, like, you would never put carp out there. Well, I mean, you, get, you probably have rules about that's playing. true. That is true. That's why he didn't make the national team. I bet Bombay was like, meaning like, Carp, go like, ah, oh, Carp, I lost your number. We couldn't get a hold of you. <laughs> Carp, Carp, I called your number, didn't I? All right, so move on to Riley, and he, uh, I don't know. We don't really see much like tactical strategy from him, but he wins games. So, how do you kind of assess him? I mean, I would put him ahead of Bombay simply because of the rate of success. Um, although that might be colored by the kids that he gets, you know. So, but I, I guess I would put him ahead of Bombay. Yeah, I mean, I, well, on, on that level, if you get the best kids, you're gonna yeah. win. Like you don't, you don't have to be like a great coach to win when you have the greatest players on that level. Like you, like that's why I've always been impressed by Bombay. Like, like if you gave Riley District Five, they're not gonna win the championship. Yeah. So, I don't know, but it, it's tough. He obviously knows his hockey. When he's he's talking to Gordon, it's like, I taught you how to skate, taught you how to score, like, taught you how to go for the W. So, obviously, he taught, I don't say he taught Bombay everything he knew, but Bombay was a really good hockey player, and so, he, clearly, he learned it somewhere. He's like he's like the Phil Jackson of Minnesota Pee Wee hockey. <laughs> I feel like he's more about, like you said, getting the best players and developing them rather than just putting together a game plan that's going to be better. Most because he doesn't have to. So I would actually put him below Bombay. Yeah, I can I, see that. I can get on board with that. Yeah. All right. And then you have Wolf. Uh, I think Wolf is a fantastic yeah. coach. Obviously, he fell off in the championship game. I think he was just outcoached by Bombay. Mm-hmm. But as what was it, Julie the Cat said, they knew everything about us. Yeah. And, I mean, it kind of speaks for itself. Yeah, they really exploit some weaknesses early on in that first game there. Um, yeah. And, uh, and Iceland has no like hockey tradition, so he took this group that had no tradition and made them essentially the world power for that U12-13 age group somehow. So Yeah, that's a great point because you can only develop one group like so much. At a certain point, you got to start winning games with whatever talent you have, and there's not going to be a huge talent pool in Iceland. So, uh, higher or lower than Bombay? That's tough. Because I guess Bombay really only outcoached him in the third period, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, the, the Julie the Cat move, he knew, he knew, uh, Gunnar Stahl was going glove. And he and put in it, like, that's a good tactical move right there. That's true. And I guess the dentist didn't have enough sense, like, hey, just fucking shoot it between your legs or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he yeah, he could have just told Gunnar to go block her, but. And you know how you shoot it the same way every single time? <laughs> Do it differently this one time, okay? Yeah. Alright. I would put him below Bombay. Below Bombay? Yeah. And, but above Riley? Correct. Yes, Bombay outcoached him, but also he was kind of losing his team at that point, which doesn't really fall into the tactical category, this being Stanson. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if that was more Bombay outcoaching him or Stanson was just like losing his team. So his 
tactics weren't as effective as they normally are. Well, you do, do you think in the third period when they were it was up like they were up like what four to two? They were up four one heading into the third. There. Do you think they just kind of like all right? We're playing defensive now, and they weren't oh. wary of all these little duck tricks that were going to be coming out. I sort of feel like if they were if they would have packed it in, it would have been better. Yeah. Than with like because you have the play where they flip it up. And then Charlie's player, they flip it up, and then I think Wu slaps it in between the goalie's legs. Like, if they just held back, I feel like they would have been better prepared for just that little flip play over everyone's head. So, maybe he didn't do that, and maybe that's part of the reason they lost that game. And that, too, is where you see Bombay's brilliance. <laughs> that's yeah. one of those moments. I mean, that was Charlie right there. But yeah. I, I'm still, I still believe that he put it in Charlie's head. Yeah. Someone put that in Charlie's head. I mean, yeah, head. Charlie's not doing that on his own. Yeah. All right. I mean, it, to be fair, it's a stupid play. Yeah. So maybe it was, <laughs> but Bombay recognized, okay, yeah, this stupid play is going to work. Okay. So, Bombay, Wolf, Riley right now? Yeah. All right. So, move on to Orion. See, I don't know if he's a great tactician, but he's a great, like, teacher. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'd probably... I'd, I'd kind of put him almost like even with Riley, but I don't um, know about that. I think to... I might disagree. I mean, they're up what eight zero on the Blake Bears. Nine zero. Nine zero. That's a good point. Well, I mean, yeah, that's an epic collapse, really. Nine goals in the third period against this team you're just running. Mm-hmm. I yeah, and my point with him is he has this high flying offensive team that's been their kind of identity since the Junior Goodwill Games, and he tries to change them and pack it in and like that might help the player but that's not the best for the team like you're changing the entire style of the team to a spot to a thing that doesn't fit them so well, if, well he's changing them because they need to know how to do that when they hit varsity yeah i mean that that might be like a kind of just a function of it's like they're, they're like breaking in the like the the young mustang mm-hmm and so, yeah, like we've talked about this. It's his job to get them ready for varsity. And so the results don't really matter. It's it's about, like, developing them as players. And, like, you recognize, like, he, like, changed their positions immediately. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, obviously, Banks, they moved up to varsity. But who was it? It was, like, uh, Fulton put, like, oh, I played on the right, not the left. Or something uh-huh. like that. Yeah. So he might be, a, like, a great tactician. But I, I don't think we ever get to see it, if he is. Because his job is to teach the kids basically not to win games i mean that's a good point that's a good point now he does decide to pull goldberg up and play him as a defenseman and goldberg is obviously goldberg yeah Yeah, it does not make any sense but they do beat the varsity on goldberg's goal so how do you address and they kept the shutout i mean you put you know goldberg is your worst skater i think yeah. And you put him as a defender against the greatest prep hockey team in the nation, essentially. Mm-hmm. And they keep a shutout. And so he saw something there. And, and I guess, obviously, Varsity wouldn't be prepared for that. Because remember, um, whenever JV played Varsity, like in that weird, like, 6 a.m. showdown, and he's like, you just lost, like, any kind of edge you might have had in the Varsity. And, but the one thing that's different, though, is now Goldberg is playing defense. That's so true. He knew, okay, this is what we could throw at them. But I, can you discount the fact that maybe Julie just got really hot and, like, she was just unstoppable? Like, that's not great coaching. That's just blind luck and getting a... Yeah, I mean, there were some... We did see the Ducks clear the net, 
like effectively. They cleared the rebounds effectively. Uh, as far as Goldberg, you gotta figure the varsity knows at least a little bit because he was playing. He came up when Charlie and Fulton left. So he had a few games. We heard on the radio that he was actually playing defense. That's okay. the first time we heard him. So you gotta figure the varsity at least knows he's playing defense. And now that I brought it up, this might have been just a move out of necessity because Charlie and Fulton left. So do you take that away from him? Or do you give him credit because he kept them, he kept Goldberg on defense as Charlie and Fulton returned? Hmm. I don't know. I, I still have a hard time believing that that was a good move. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I suppose he deserves credit. I still don't think he's a great, just as a contract of his job, not a great tactician. Yeah, I'd say he's not. time tactician. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say he's, he's not great. I mean, he, obviously he did enough to... To hold the varsity to a draw, basically, until Goldberg happened to just blindly slap and puck in. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's like the second factor where if Julie gets hurt, they don't have a backup goalie for that game. Well, basically, can then can like Goldberg just go put the pads on or? Are there yeah, I mean that's gonna take some time. I feel like I feel like yeah, I feel like the rest would probably allow it just because they didn't have another goalie, or they might have to put a player in goal while Goldberg gets ready. Plus, it's a JV varsity. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Like, yeah. Well, I mean... They were doing that during their JV game. Exactly, too. exactly. All right, so where are we placing old Ted O'Ryan here? I think he's pretty good, but at the same time, we don't really see it, and it's not it's not really part of his job to be super technically sound. And also, it's like all the plays are... There's going to be like varsity coaches drawing him up and be like, hey, the guys, they have to know how to do this kind of shit. I'll put him last. Last? Last. Okay. Interesting. So he's worse than Riley. I would say so. I guess we kind of have to put him there because we don't see him doing much tactically. And Yeah, and he doesn't have to win anything. That's, you know what I mean? I don't even know if they have JV titles. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. All right. So, finally, Coach Wilson. Don't see much out of him. Like, we only see the JV varsity showdown, and... You figure if he was a good coach, he would find a way to to break through there. Yeah, I, I don't. He might also have been, you know, overly confident, which I guess is a poor, poor uh, tactics. Yeah, but you figure start, after but... the first period, it's like, okay, why is this scoreless? We're playing against these chumps. We're the best team in the state, and you'd figure they'd come out in the second period and score like four goals. Yeah, I don't know, but you don't know how. Like hard the varsity players are actually playing, like how serious they're taking it. So I don't know. I mean, the fact that he's like, like the most dominant coach in the region. I mean, that's it's yeah. kind of hard to ignore that. Yeah. I mean, I know we can't really base any decisions off of that, but I I think it's too hard to ignore. You know. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be pretty good yeah. <laughs> if they're if he's winning nine straight titles in a row, especially in like Minnesota. I don't care if he's recruiting players. He's got to be still pretty yeah. good coach. Yeah, that level you still have to like do something with the good players. Yeah. You can't just skate them out there like uh, like Riley does. Mm-hmm. I'd put a number one just no. on reputation alone. Oh, yeah. interesting. I, I, I agree. I really do think he has to go number one. All right. So that gives Wilson at one, and then it goes Bombay at two, and then it's uh, Wolf, and then Riley, then Orion. Yeah. So, 
you look at this, you have, hold on, let me take a minute to converse amongst yourselves. Kevin, do something. Um, I'm spinning a basketball on my finger. <laughs> trying to spin a basketball on his finger. Um, I'm not really putting us on the spot here, Mike. Hold on. Give us a topic. Yeah. Hold on. All right. All right. I just had to. I just had to add up the the final scores there. So, fifth place, worst coach, Jack Riley with thirteen points. Ooh, that's that's kind of surprising to me. One point differences between all these coaches here, wow. between every spot. Fourth place, Ted O'Ryan. Mm. Mm. That 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 last place killed him. Yeah, but it was he, he's. A, I think he's a really good coach. Yeah. Like, he's great he's, at what he does. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he was actually in the lead heading into the final category, and he yeah just went all downhill. So third place, Wolf the Dentist Stanson. It's so, good. I like it. Second place, Gordon Bombay. Nice. Yeah. First place is Coach Wilson. Who we see for a grand total of two <laughs> seconds. It's all about the numbers, though. Yeah. I mean, how do you feel about the rankings? Do you feel they are just? I think so. Obviously, it's a little bit skewed because we see so much of Bombay. But then again, we see so little of Wilson, and he's number one. And who? Do you, I guess who do you see the most of after Bombay? Is it uh, probably... Orion? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, Either that's a good point. Riley, yeah, know. that's a good point. And I mean, Orion... Did not come out fourth place finish out of him. So, but that might, that's probably a victim of the situation there because we spent a lot of time talking about how he, uh, he was just preparing the kids for varsity. It wasn't really, so he lost the tactics points and stuff like that. So, yeah, Coach Wilson, I was not expecting that. I would think that, like, Wolf would be the best coach just because he built something out of nothing. But numbers are the numbers. Yeah, you can argue, though, that Bombay built something out of nothing, too, in D1. That's true. And he did it very quickly. He did it probably quicker than Stanson. Mm. All right. Fine. Uh, if you disagree, you know where to go. com. Contact us. Or on Twitter, at QuakeTechPod. Or iTunes. Give us five stars. And then tell us your coach rankings in the review. And on Facebook, I think it's facebook.com slash thequackdack or something like that. Just search us. Yeah, we got a Facebook page now. We've had it for a while, but I haven't been really promoting it. Um, More of a soft launch. Yeah, exactly. Just working out the kinks. Didn't want to crash Facebook server. <laughs> yeah. And uh, tell your friends, as usual. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. <laughs>